What's up, FA Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Matt Sells and guest co-host Ryan Hallam. He's back by popular demand, and this is another episode of the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Going to go over some of the latest and greatest in sports and fantasy sports. Going to give our idiots of the week. Going to bring some things to the family table. Guys, COVID's not stopping this podcast from going. It's not stopping the NFL either. Week 12, officially done, finally done. The Steelers and the Ravens, that crap hole game that played. That's what happens, though. The Broncos saw it too, guys, when you're forcing things to go ahead despite the COVID environment. What up, Callum? Pretty good, buddy. Uh, yeah, I watched that just complete diarrhea of a football game as two this week as the NFL continues to prove that the almighty dollar is more important than quality football uh, as they're just com- continue to push and push and push to finish the year uh, at all costs but I'm going to I'm not gonna go too deep into that so I'm going to bring this back up a little later in the show yeah um, we'll let you in a little bit behind the curtain here and you know we we put in some of the stats manually here at FA some of the snap counts and stuff and like red zone plays and whatever, oh, and uh, we uh, you know we split the games, and due to my busy schedule, I had not yet gotten my games in. So Ryan Hallam here was very nice and did them for me, and I persuaded him because one of the games I had to put in was the New Orleans Broncos game. And I was <laughs> like, that that's going to take you thirty five seconds because the Broncos were like one for nine for thirteen yards and two interceptions passing. Like it was heinous and then uh i did not watch the game on wednesday that ended about oh i don't know about three hours before we're recording this um it was bad because i had better things to do with my time than watch a game where half the team's players were basically out or not and then the starting center for the steelers got put on the covid list like literally four hours before game time so, <laughs> that I mean, how are you supposed to break down Trace McSorley's appearance, Matt, if you didn't watch the game? I mean, <laughs> because I don't have to. I, I know I made the that right decision. That is very decision. true. I know, know I made Trace the right decision to not play Roethlisberger in fantasy this week. But, guys, but play guys, Stafford and the then point, play you're burying the lead. Hollywood Brown is back. Oh, he's yeah. fabulous. Can you believe it? I mean, bro, he's got the Cowboys next week. This could be a nice two-game little stretch for Hollywood. That's with the air quotes for those of you not seeing the – which is all of you not seeing the video. Uh, you know, he's been a train wreck all season long. Uh, they got him the ball in the first play of the game, and, yeah, he was all right tonight uh, in a game that was a complete disaster. Uh, and he gets the Cowboys next week, which is another complete disaster. So, uh if you have had the patience to hold Marquise Brown all season long, it might be a week 13 payoff for you, but it also could be a disaster. He's, he's been bad against bad teams. He's been bad against good teams. It's only been a couple times. He's, he's done anything all year long. So uh, it was nice to see him do something today. Uh, but given COVID and the three postponements and the matchup against the Steelers, he probably wasn't in that many fantasy lineups today. <laughs> probably not. Uh, he was in some DFS single entry uh, lineups. I saw that, and now they get to play on Tuesday. So it's like the Ravens are playing like an alternate reality here in the NFL. They're just playing. They're. they're I guess the Mac is kind of back with some midweek action we got going on here. 
with, you know, the Ravens playing on Tuesday. That's usually when, for college football fans, the Mac games happen is usually on Tuesdays. Um, but, yeah, it's a pretty weird. And then week 13, we get the the Bucks and the Panthers are on bye. But it turns out Christian nobody has to worry about Christian McCaffrey injured. So, like, that bye week turned out not to be that big of a deal here. And the Bucks, let's face it, they haven't been all that consistent the last, like, month or so offensively. They've been... They've been pretty up and down, so I don't know if anybody was really counting on, except for like maybe Mike Evans. But other than that, it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, gift here that those two teams have been terrible so far for Week 13. Yeah, it's been a real gift for me, cells, where I have Christian McCaffrey on two teams, and I'm well, going out and starting running back cores of James White and Jamal Williams. I'm kind of tired. I don't know. Well, hey, James Wade had two touchdowns. On okay. Sunday. Well, I don't give a crap because that's not going <laughs> to happen ever again. Okay. I got lucky. It's so. That's true. He's a Patriot. You never know what happens with the Patriots' backfield. No. That next week, yeah, what Harris going to have two touchdowns? That's well, how it's going to Sony Michelle with four out of the blue. That's, that's going to happen. That's true. <laughs> that's true. By the way, Ryan, congratulations, Brandon Ayuk. He's off the COVID. Hey, for now. Right. Who knows? He might be in close contact again by Sunday. Oh, don't say that, number one. Oh, number wait, two. Hold on. We got to wait because every time you two talk to each other, another Niner gets injured. It happens every week. It happens. We're going to have to check on Thursday. With the- That's the only good thing. The only good thing, Fancy, is this week we do the stream on Monday and the 49ers play Monday night. So they won't play until after we do our stream for one. <laughs> so there can't be an injury before we do our stream. Well, well, hold on. Somebody could be ruled out inactive that you don't expect. So, <laughs> and, and have you seen the COVID numbers in Arizona, by the way? Maybe not the yeah. most ideal state to play in there. Yeah, let's yeah. go cancel our play our teams at home, says in Santa Clara, and let's go to the worst state possible to play our games. I, I mean, what do you think about, what do you think about that as a Niners fan? I mean, you, you don't get real home games. There, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, they're still on the the edge of playoff contention, but they're not winning anything. Uh, and it doesn't matter if Garoppolo and Kittle are able to come back. Maybe in week sixteen, uh, it, it's you know it's it's nice to see that they're fighting. It's nice to see that they're competitive. It was nice to see them beat the Rams. I'm not one of these people who roots for them to lose for the better draft pick. I spent too many years in the 2000s rooting for that as a fan of this team. Uh, I'm past that, but so it's nice to see that, you know, they fight hard. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Robert Sala is a great defensive coordinator. So I always like to see them, uh, you know, play their best, but I have no delusions of any late season surge here. So wherever they play, it's fine. I'm emotionally divested of this season uh, to, you know, of any thought of any, uh, any push for the playoffs. Yes. Sells. How's uh, speaking of teams that you, uh, Probably aren't rooting for the win right now. How's your football team that you're rooting for? Um, well, you know, Adam Gates is either calling or not calling plays <laughs> yeah, or lying about that. it. Or I saw that. I mean, he doesn't want to give a competitive advantage to let him know which there's no play competitive. Play there's no the competitive play. advantage. Like you, <laughs> like. <laughs> like the team sucks, bro. <laughs> like, like it's not like, um. You know, Peyton, Sean Peyton hiding which quarterback they're going to go with because one of them's a traditional quarterback and one of them's a gadget guy. No, this is Adam Gase lying about how bad his play calling was and trying to throw somebody else under the bus who was on record two days before saying, I'm not calling the plays. So, like, 
Like, do you not understand it gets printed in the media and people can read? Like, come on, man. How, how Can you imagine how much it must suck to be a Jets fan? I can't. You know, I mean, the 49ers were bad for a really long time. Um, the Jets have been worse for longer. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, there was many, many years where my favorite day of the year was the draft. Uh, you know, thanks to Alex Smith and his, you know, just decimation of our salary gap. So I understand. I, I've seen much better days than both of you guys put together over the last 20 years. But I, I've seen some dark times. I saw the Chip Kelly era. I saw the Jim Tom Sula era. I saw Jim Druckenmiller at quarterback. So, I mean, there, there's the, been some dark times. So, I understand, but... Uh, the yeah, first year my family was season ticket holders with the Jets was Rich Cotite. Mm, that's bad. It's 1-15. in 1-15. Yeah. Living in New York, I, I do know the, the yeah. little bit of the history of the Jets. So, that, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, not, not great. Like this is, why, this is why I'm a Broncos fan, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did you turn to that? See, Today? You, you would say that the Jets could make it up in the draft, but then the the Jets and drafting don't really go so well. So, you know, you know it's bad for the Jets when every one of their fans was cheering the fact that they took the offensive tackle they should have taken this year. Like, they took the offensive tackle in the first round, and I was so relieved that they did that because normally they take a guy that they're going to wind up trading four years later, like Jamal Adams. Um, Yeah, so Jets, you know, the Jets and the draft don't exactly work work so well together either so this whole tanking for for uh trevor thing they'll probably tank and then take like the equivalent of mitch trubisky when they should just take trevor lawrence Jeez. by the way i was talking with howard bender on fantasy alarm sports talk that we do all of our live streams that we do ryan you and i host that together on mondays and i was talking to him about possible stacks for this week and he actually came in with a pretty cheap stack that I know, Ryan, you were kind of in on too. You were messaging me back and forth about DFS stacks and lineups. But, man, if you're going to put Taysom Hill in there, you have maybe him and a cheap Michael Thomas and maybe a Camara who might be due at this point. Not a bad stack. Well, you know, I was watching that at the time. I was I was on the site and, and you know, I had refreshed the homepage and the, and the stream came up. So I watched you guys for a while and, you know, I listened to it and – and and you and I talked about Taysom Hill on Monday and how pissed I am at what he's doing and how, you know, this is not an NFL offense. But, I mean, the guy's run in, for, I think, four touchdowns in the last two weeks. So we can't ignore what he's doing for fantasy purposes or not. Uh, and whether I think it's an NFL offense or not, it is what it is. Uh, and, you know, two weeks ago against the Falcons, he actually looked like an NFL quarterback. That was okay, actually but that's got- not an NFL defense. So. Well, you know, I mean, cells they've been playing a hair, a hair better. Uh, and, and it's the same team he played two weeks before. So it's not like, you know, something's going to change from two weeks. So if he can score two touchdowns, whether it's running or passing or however he does it, I mean, that's not a horrible uh, start. And, and he's not expensive. So it, it offers an opportunity. I was able to get Kamara. I was able to get Michael Thomas, who's real cheap at 7,000. I got uh, Allen Robinson, who's going against the – the uh, the Lions, who's down de- uh, Marcus Trufant. I got in Darren Waller, who's going against the Jets. I mean, it, it opened up a really, really, really nice line. And I actually sent that to you, and I sent it to Howard, and he sent one back to me that was it was fairly similar to what I sent. Uh, he, We're he gonna in, win a million. <laughs> he worked in Henry Ruggs, uh, who's he's high on against the Jets, uh, and Austin Hooper. And I was like, Austin Hooper, he had like 
you know, he, he's like, didn't he score last week? I was like, yeah, but he had 16 yards. He's like, well, what do you expect from a tight end that's not Travis Kelsey? And I was like, that's fair. So, yeah, uh, I mean, Darren Waller is the number two tight end almost every week, and he's had, like, what, two games of better than 50 yards receiving this year? Like, that position is terrible. It is terrible. And so, it's, it's it's hard writing, my, like, my previews every week of, like, tight ends and, like, well, maybe they'll get you eight fantasy points, and that's, like, a starting tight end. They're like, Jesus Christ, this is where we are. You, re- you ready for this? You want to know where I'm at? I'm looking for diamonds in the rough right now. And I'm looking at guys like Tyler Eifert. See if he can have like a five reception. Hey, man, he scored last week. Right, exactly. (laughs) So it's like that right there is like a freaking slate buster. So it's like, you know, if he has like five receptions and a touchdown, then you're in great shape. Yeah, I mean, speaking of winning a million, by the way, if you had played uh, and paid attention to the playbook, um, and a little bit of the dartboard last week, but mainly the playbook, you could have put together lineups that posted on DK between 245 and 255 points last week. That's how good the Fantasy Alarm playbook was. So you all should be paying attention to it. It's been fire for, like, I don't know, the entire season. There's been one bad week the entire season. Um, so, yeah, if you had played that lineup, which was completely feasible and written up very you know very nicely in the playbook y'all could have taken down a million last week uh for the millie maker so make sure you're paying attention to uh our content here because we're we're crushing it and there's going to be a massive content dump in the next two days because everything that was supposed to come out monday tuesday wednesday got held until the ravens Mm -hmm. and steelers attempted to play football on wednesday so of course it's all coming out (laughs) <laughs> the Cyber Week sale, $97, yes. everything for the rest, for the last month of 2020. Yes, 2020 has sucked. Make sure 2021 doesn't suck. Get in with the family. It's the Cyber Week sale, $97. You know what we said on Monday, Fancy? Get it done in 21, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that $97, you'll have that made up by the end of January. Then it's 11 months of gravy, baby. Just get it, get in with the family, buddy. We we all work on you know nonstop for you to win. Yeah, no, that's a ringing endorsement as ever. And I'll just say this: that with the NBA season started starting up, actually, and as far as I'm concerned, the season has already begun. But it does officially begin on the 22nd. The NBA cheat sheet is out and already about to get some updates because guys. We had a pretty big trade. You got to love that. Just when you think you're writing all the updates, then what (laughs) happens? A nice big trade. But luckily, in my opinion, at least lateral enough where it's not going to cause all of a sudden all the Wizards players' values to drop. But we do have a trade, and it was kind of anticipated where the Wizards, Washington Wizards, traded John Wall and a first-round pick to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. So interesting disgruntled guard who's selfish for disgruntled guard who's selfish, who turns the both who turn the ball over. And I'll just say this guys, when it comes to fantasy impact, maybe Bradley Beal drops just a touch, but just like Russell Westbrook proved last year with James Harden, also prolific scorer. He once again can still have enough time to do his thing while Bradley Beal will have enough time to do his. But this move, I'll tell you this, for the Wizards, might actually put them back in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, as a Wizards fan, I actually like it. 
Because A, it seems to be a fairly heavily protected first round pick that they gave up, if I'm not mistaken. Um they they that the Rockets will likely never get the value out of that they probably anticipate. Uh but aside from that, the two Russell Westbrook and John Wall are basically making the same amount of money for the next like three years, essentially. Okay. So John Wall came is coming off a major Achilles injury, right? And he's a Essentially, just he's going to beat you off the dribble and try to drive to the hoop. And if he can't do that, then he's likely going to turn the ball over. Well, your Achilles takes your explosiveness out. Same reason Kevin Durant is coming out and saying, yeah, I kind of got to play a few games to see if I'm going to be like the old Kevin Durant or if I'm going to have to change stuff because he's coming off an Achilles thing. So, And this also pairs Russell Westbrook back with Scotty Brooks, his coach, in OKC for eight years. So you get a guy who's kind of in his prime, who's going to be making basically the same amount of money as the guy you traded away, who's coming off a major injury. So as a Wizards fan, I actually think they come ahead in this one. Interesting. I mean, I, I guess it just it seems to me, you know, I'm I'm not a big as NBA guy as Fancy is. Um, it just seems. For- causes chaos wherever he goes like it's just he comes in of course he puts up good stats and you know everything looks good for him but that doesn't necessarily translate to great things for his team uh so i wonder if getting wall who to me and and correct me if i'm wrong because like i said i I haven't watched the nba as much in the past couple years is a pretty good passer uh and and i think he's going to facilitate the offense better than westbrook ever could have dreamed Am am i off on that one I don't think it's that big of a difference. I think that if you have both of them at their top speed, which kind of like Sells pointed out with the Achilles injury to Wall, you're not going to be the same top speed. Ultimately, I think from baseline to baseline, John Wall is the quicker guard. However, in this day and age, this current environment, especially with what we've seen from these football players, I can imagine how these a lot of these NBA players are handling themselves. I think that the conditioning battle will be won by Russell Westbrook. Now, here's the thing, and this is something that you talked about, Hal, as well, and that's when things are going great, it's great. When things are not going great, Russell Westbrook will point the finger. And sometimes when you're too competitive to the point where you eat yourself up, you start all of a sudden going after others. And if there's no peace and harmony, that's going to be a problem. Now, Bradley Beal is not like James Harden. With the ego, it's a little bit different. But there are a lot of budding players on this Wizards team now. You have Rui Hachimura. You've got Denny Advija. You've, you've also got Thomas Bryant as well. All of them now who are going to need to be fed. And, and now Thomas Bertans is coming off a pretty solid season. Thomas Bertans. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that you got to feed now. And I'm wondering if Russell Westbrook will get out of his own way a little bit. <laughs> and try to make others around him better because seems neither like. player do that, then that's a big problem. Well, the it other seems, thing to keep in mind unlikely. is this is the first time he'll be out of the Western Conference for right. Westbrook because right. OKC and Houston all in the Western Conference. So um, we'll have to see because it's typically considered an easier path to the playoffs in the East than it is in the West. I mean, I know things change and depends on – um, you know, there's a couple other moves that could still happen yet. I'd but. say I'd say the East is. I mean, you got Milwaukee, but outside of that, I'd say it's pretty open still. Yeah, I mean, because who knows what happens with um, 
Boston, I mean, they're a pretty solid team, but, you know, not where they were, I would say, like a couple of years ago. Raptors, still pretty solid, but that's really only, a, I mean, obviously the Heat are the defending Eastern Conference champs, but that's a weird, right. they got hot at the right time. Right. And we're going to have to see how the, the new look Sixers are. They took a lot of their secondary pieces. Well, they have Doc like, Rivers, so, you know. You know, what's us yeah, exactly, so we don't have to worry about them. But we'll have to see how the <laughs> Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks are one of the deepest teams in the Eastern Conference, yeah. so. There, there'll but be a lot. Generally of, speaking, there's a lot less playoff competition in the East than there is in the West. And you know why Doc Rivers won't win a title? Because he's an idiot. And on that note, it's time for the idiot of the week, guys. And let's start with you, Matt Sells. You, I think this is one of your favorite segments of all time, so it only makes sense you go first. So, who is your idiot of the week? So, my idiots of the week are going to be the fans of both the Steelers and the Ravens who I saw back at each other this week laughing at each other because key players for each team kept popping positive for COVID, right? So, oh, the Ravens can't hold it together, so the Steelers fans are going to laugh at them because now they might have to forfeit, and they're already downtrodden, and they're, like, out of the playoff picture right now, and whatever. And then... Ravens fans clapped back at the Steelers fans because James Conner went down and a few other players went down. And I'm sitting there going, this is not a laughing matter. Like, yeah, these guys are in pretty decent health, but, like, we've seen it massively affect young people. You can still wind up in the hospital. There are, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez got it and missed the entire baseball season with a heart condition. Also, let's let's just... Think about this for a second. That James Conner is a cancer survivor, and Mark Andrews is a type one diabetic for the Ravens. So they already have pretty serious health conditions. So I don't understand the laughing at each other's fan bases because your players are getting sick. Like, I mean, I get it; it's a rivalry, but like, you're still not going to be like. I didn't see any Giants or Eagles or or Washington fans laughing at the Cowboys because Dak busted up his leg. Like, you don't do that. You want the best team possible to be facing your team. So when you beat them, you have the bragging rights that we that they beat the top team they could have. So I those those people are just idiots to me. Like this this goes all the way back to America, Matt. I mean, it just seems like everyone in this entire country has just given up. It, it's given up on the virus. Uh, it's it's not serious, and uh, it has become kind of a laughing matter, which is sad. My county here in New York uh, today passed the most cases we had all the way back to March. Uh, you know, when America, we by the way, today on Wednesday had two hundred thousand positive cases yeah. for the first time ever today. We, so uh, we we passed our our record back in March when we didn't know what it was, and it all hit us kind of fast. Uh, we have just jumped headfirst into this second wave. So I, I don't know. I agree with you. It, second it wave. We haven't even passed the first wave. Well, yet. you know what, dude? Back the second you know, wave. I live. I live in not the biggest place in the world, man. We were under a hundred cases for a long time, active. And we went from 225 on November 1st to 1,050 today on December 2nd. So uh, we have exploded uh, where I live. So everything has gone to hell. But yeah. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on yours, and I'm going to stay in the Pittsburgh, Baltimore, uh, and I'm going to go with Roger Goodell, who just ha- let, is letting just garbage football happen 
uh, and was interviewed before this game. It was like, oh, we're doing the protocols and letting this happen and things, and we're doing our contact tracing. And the and they let the Broncos play with Kendall Hinton at quarterback and let this garbage game happen today with with 15 players out. And we put all these buffers into the schedule before the season started so we didn't have this garbage football. And here we are with one game after another with just stars out and, and just this practice squad players in. And we're supposed to have these two, three, four buffer weeks into the schedule. And they're just letting just trash football happen. And I don't understand what happened when we started the season that we we're going to, Oh, we we're going to go with this in COVID and we we're going to deal with this. And we we're going to have, we we're going to have all these protocols and, and all these different things happen to the season. And they're just being so pigheaded and they want it to happen. They just want to say, we got through the season without stopping it or bubbling or any of this. And we just happened. We, we did it. And it's not, it's trash. And they asked them today about bubbles and they're like, no, where protocols are working. No, your protocols aren't working. Kendall Hinton, quarterback the Broncos on Sunday, he threw one completion all game long, and it was a goddamn forfeit for the Broncos. This game today was absolute garbage, and there's just players happening, and these games are happening. 49ers played against the, Bron- the Packers three weeks ago with half their practice squad. Your protocols aren't working. This is trash football. This is not the NFL. Stop this. Play week 18. Play week 19 if we need to. Let's have real NFL football as we head to the playoffs and stop this charade because it's only going to get worse as this virus is just trashing the country and trashing this league and closing facilities for Monday and Tuesday didn't do a goddamn thing to stop it. So let's stop this charade and let's finish this season correctly with the stars of the league. And let's get a true champion because these past two weeks have been garbage, Roger Goodell. And you are my idiot of the week. Yeah, what happened in week four? Like the Titans get their game. They get a, a week off to prep for the Steelers, which, by the way, bumped the Steelers-Ravens game the first time. have been F'd in the A all season long on this. Yeah, so both Steelers-Ravens games get moved wow. because of COVID. But now this one has to play, but uh, Steelers... Titans game doesn't get like gets moved, right? And then the best part about the Broncos situation was they were trying to put their offensive quality control coach as their quarterback. <laughs> and Goodell was like, Yeah, no, that's not gonna work. You, I mean he should have just to... let them. We can't better than then 14 Tebow. direct snaps to Philip Lindsay because that was trending. Uh has, there know... was debate that Royce Freeman was gonna play quarterback. Yeah, by the way, you know why he was their emergency quarterback? Because he threw once at Oregon like seven years ago. And, th- and this is right after we have this is the week after we have the whole Taysom Hill fiasco. Ugh. It was like, oh man, Brian, by the way, I'm just gonna say this because I'll move on because that was that was one of the most entertaining rants. I can't stop. I'm crying, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. That was awesome. Number this is what you get when you fill in on family times. But <laughs> What, my, my idiot of the week, very quickly. I'm not going to go too crazy. I've been killing them lately. ESPN Fantasy, once again. Oh, God, learned, that's a good one. I learned, I learned the other day, because I don't play Fantasy NBA on ESPN Fantasy, but I'm in a league with Adam Ronis, who does for some reason. And I learned that there's no option to not have divisions in Fantasy NBA. So you're forced to have divisions. And I think that sucks. 
I think that's stupid. And if I don't want damn divisions and I want one bracket with my entire league in it, I don't understand why you can't code some crap and just make it happen because I think it's so stupid and I'm not going to try to outdo what Ryan just did, but I'll save the rest of it for the other time. Instead, guys, we're going to each bring one thing to the family table. And this is just where it's anything you want. Ryan, if you want to go on another tirade about garbage football, that's your prerogative, my man. Why don't you lead us off? I I, I would like to take a a very uh, 90-degree right turn uh, away from that and just be thankful for for sports and and for everything that, that uh you know it's been a rough year we are now 29 days away from the end of you know I'm 43 years old and this is the most ridiculous year of my life uh and and we're 21 days away uh, we're probably a few months away from this whole disaster being over uh but it's been nice to have sports back you know the 60 game and MLB season whatever the NBA was able to pull off uh, and and what we have fantasy you football just is complained about going. I know, but I'm trying to be a better person, Fancy. I don't. I, I got pissed and I and I went off, but I'm trying to I'm trying to reel it back in, and and just be thankful for what we have. He said goose for a in the in the, That's in right. the break. Ooh, I'm thankful for fantasy alarm. I'm thankful for both of you guys. I'm thankful for the fact that I had a job through all this. Uh, so uh, I, I, as much as as pissed as I just got. I'd like to bring it back and say, you know, for for lack of of uh, and the fact that I was able to say most of that without any four letter words as as hard as that was. Um, but it is nice to have the games to talk to you, man. In March, we were talking about our favorite, uh, you know, horror movies and soup and everything else. And now it's, it is nice to talk about sports, even if Kendall Hinton is that quarterback. Sells. <laughs> Uh, my one thing is go check out Ryan Hallam's Twitter feed because he has a soup bracket <laughs> that's up right now. And right. Um, there's actually a free square because he did make a mistake. That's true. Uh, Thank you for that bringing that up. I mentioned to him. I'm not going to call him out on air, though. You'll have to figure it out on your own. Uh, but I went there to go check to see if my favorite soup was on the list. Matzo ball soup. It is. And it won the, the first round matchup against Chick Arena, which is also a pretty good underrated soup, by the way. Um so yeah, just go check out his brackets. He's always got good, fun ones. Uh, they they are always seated in such a way that when you get to like the sweet sixteen of the bracket, you have some real tough life decisions that you have to make as to who which one you're going to vote for there. Um, so that's my one thing I'm bringing to the table. I'm plugging Ryan Hallam's Twitter feed there. Um, but everybody that. at Fantasy Alarm, you should follow everybody because um, we've all got good, uh, entertaining. Uh, sports-related Twitter feeds, and our content has been crushing it this year in basically everything we, we, we're we doing. So that's what I'm bringing to the table. Nice. very, And I agree with both of your sentiments very much doing this podcast as well. But also, I am going to say that one of the things that I am thankful for while we're talking about soups, one of the things I've discovered over the last year, tomato soup and grilled cheese. It's just so uh. delightful. Uh, wait, hold on. Back this up. Had you never had that com- combination before? No, nah, not before. How are you a grown man and you've never had tomatoes? <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I don't like soup that much. I've never been like, I don't like matzo ball soup that much. It's never, it bores me what? to tears. I've I don't, never had matzo ball soup. I don't, like, soup. Like, I don't soup? like soups for dinner, like as a main course, like none of that. Oh, However, I, I will say this. 
tomato a bowl of tomato soup with grilled cheese is just yeah. amazing. And also, I will say this to Hallam as well: when when life gets tough, just form a bubble around it. <laughs> Because that makes everything better and keeps our sports going. Fan, for, we have our Family Times podcast, again, available every single week. And don't forget, with us, the Cyber Week deal continues. Fantasyalarm.com slash Cyber Week, $97. We always dominate no other option. All together, like a family, we just win.